Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message, Pastor Ed Young introduces the Leaving Las Vegas series, exploring the universal struggle with unfulfilled wants and desires. As we wrestle with broken promises and shattered dreams, Pastor Ed invites us to consider the possibility of abandoning fantasy and embracing a life aligned with God's best. This journey entails living out dreams that surpass our wildest imaginations. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message called Leaving for Good. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. I'm beginning a seminar on a very controversial subject. I'm talking about lust. I've called it leaving Las Vegas. I'll never forget the first time I went to Las Vegas. To be frank with you, I was blown away by the signage because no one does signage like they do in Las Vegas. Now, when it comes to this place called Lust Vegas, because believe me, Lust Vegas is a place we can go mentally, emotionally, or physically. When it comes to Lust Vegas, our culture, man, they, they know how to advertise it. They know how to say it. Strangely, though, the church, are you ready for this? The body of Christ has been strangely silent over this issue. It's fascinating to study church history, to think about the landscape of North America and also our world. A lot of people just don't talk about lust. Have you ever wondered why? Well, I think there's several reasons. Number one, a lot of masculine men have been tentative to go to church because they feel like the church is a feminine. I've talked to a number of masculine men over the years and they've said, you know, The church is led by effeminate leaders. It's pretty much a place for women, children, and weak guys. So they've concluded to themselves, you know what? The church is irrelevant. The church is not real and raw. I'm going to do something else. That's one of the reasons why the church has failed to talk about lust, because it's packed with women and children and weak men, and so often weak men lead these churches. Another reason why the church has been afraid to talk about lust is because it's very controversial. You're wading into barracuda-infested waters. You might might get some flack, some fallout. But around here, we want to be very open and honest, very frank. We talk openly and honestly about sex and sexuality. The first phrase ever uttered about you or me was a sexual phrase. It's a boy. It's a girl. 
So we love to face controversy, and we just simply say what God says about it. Another reason I feel that many pastors are afraid to tackle this issue is because they themselves are enslaved to lust, and they themselves might have unfulfilling sex with their spouses. Have you ever thought about that? So because of those things, they think, you know what, I'm just not going to talk about sex, sexuality, or lust. Especially, I'm not going to talk about leaving lust Vegas. Also, the church, stay with me now, has allowed secular psychologists and behavioral experts and counselors to take sex from the theologians, from the pastors, and we've allowed them to to pirate sex. Now, whenever you talk to anybody from a secular mindset, an evolutionary mindset, they simply say that we're educated animals. And we've animalized humans and humanized animals. The secular world basically has that mentality. Now, of course, we know that the Bible says that we're made in the image of God. We're different than animals. We're not animals. We're not dogs in heat salmon who are about to spawn or deers in a rut. No, no, no. We're not that. We're human beings with the freedom of choice. But we've allowed these people to hijack sex, and now and then the church has said, hey, don't lust. I'm glad, though, that many churches are changing in this realm. I'm glad as I travel around the world to see so many churches talking open and honestly about sex and sexuality. I'm so glad that so many churches are bold enough to wade into these barracuda infested waters and say, okay, here is the deal. Because, you can write this down, the way we deal with desire determines our destiny. And our destiny determines the way we deal with desire. When I say lust, this is very important, I'm not talking about desire. When the scriptures talk about lust, the scriptures are not talking about desire. Desire is given to us from God himself. We have a desire to live, a desire to eat and drink, a desire to relate, a desire for sex. God gave us sex before the fall of man, before sin entered the human equation. The trigger point of lust occurs when an attraction turns into an illicit sexual action that's mental, physical, or emotional. The way I've written about it and the way I've discussed it over the years is, and here's an easy way to remember it, lust occurs when a God-given desire has gone haywire. Lust occurs when this desire is downgraded into depravity. When we see people as objects who just have a bunch of parts, that's, that's where lust comes in. Listen to me very carefully. Whenever we talk about lust, I'm talking about us. I can't say it's about you And you can't say it's about me. Lust is about us. It's about everybody. It's something that we deal with. 
But here is the good news about this topic. Here's the good news about this place called Lust Vegas. And believe me, it's a place. We can leave Lust Vegas. When we leave this destination, when we leave this geographical location, mentally, physically, or emotionally, our great God can and will and wants to replace that with something that is totally and completely amazing. And throughout this series, not only am I gonna talk to you about lust, sexual lust, when a God-given desire has gone haywire, I'm also gonna talk to you about what is on the other side of lust. What happens when we leave lust Vegas? Because simply put, sexual sin is an on-ramp to death. There is no sin like sexual sin. Yes, I understand sin is sin, right. However, sexual sin is on a whole nother level. Why can I say that? I can say that because of research. I can say that because reading about it throughout scriptures. I can say that because of all of the conversations and all of the counseling I've done for all of my life. Sex is multifaceted and multidimensional. We cannot park our, our brains or our hearts or our emotions or our spirituality outside the bedroom door of a hotel or our mind and engage in lust without it leading to destruction. So I know that many of you, I know many of you are on this on-ramp to sexual sin, and you're cruising down this on-ramp, and it's getting deeper and darker and more diabolical and more destructive. But the great news is you can put the blinker on by the power of the Holy Spirit himself, and you can exit. You can make a U-turn and go the way that God wants you to go. Lust, leaving lust Vegas. That's what we're talking about. Leaving Las Vegas and allowing the Lord to lead us into greatness. We think that lust is out there. Oh, lust is out there at the kennel club. I mean, I mean, gentlemen's clubs. Lust is out there by the swimming pool at the resort. Lust is, is out there online. Lust is out there in the magazines. Lust is out there on my, on my iPhone. That's where, that's where lust is. No, 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 brother. You got it all wrong, man. Lust is in you. Mark chapter 7, verses 21 and 23. Here's what Jesus said. Pretty important words. For from within. I didn't say it. Don't be looking at me. See, lust is not out there. It's in there. Jesus said, from within. Out of a man's what? Heart. Minds, souls, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, wow. Envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside. So when we talk about lust, it's an issue of the mind. An issue of the mind. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. 
This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting the Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. Lust is about us. It's about the man, it's about the woman, it's about the junior high student, it's about the high school student, it's about the college student, it's about the single adult. Whether you're 15 or 75, lust is about us. So let's talk about it and get freed up about it because lust loses a lot of its luster when we drag it out into the light. Because too many of us are living secret lives and we think we're the only ones who struggle with it. We think it's a secretive thing. We think we're doing it in a clandestine fashion. Because remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens here stays here. What happens between two consenting adults stays between to consenting adults. What happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. What happens online stays online. What happens in the mind stays in the mind. But it doesn't work because the way I think determines the way I feel and the way I feel determines the way I act. If I think wrong, I'm going to feel wrong, then I'm going to act wrong. Conversely, if I think right, I'm going to feel right, and I'm going to act right. So that's totally, that's totally jacked up. Whatever happens here, the enemy whispers to us, stays here. Lust. It's about us. Lust also, have you noticed this? Lust has gone prime time. Am I the only one who's seen this? I mean, lust is prime time. Back in the day, you had to look for it. Now it will look for you. <laughs> you check into a hotel room, it's easier to see a bunch of naked bodies having sex than it is to go down the hall and get a bucket of ice. <laughs> it's gone from what, 50 years ago, Playboy magazine and the brown wrapper underneath the counter at some convenience store to now, A normal red-blooded junior high guy is going to have at least one nude photograph of his girlfriend on his cell phone. And some of the parents are like, oh, what? Parents, get your heads out of the sands of denial. Satan does not work overtly. He works covertly. He he inches us. It's, It's gradualism. From the 
the Playboy in the brown paper wrapper under the counter at the convenience store now to, to watching people have sex on your iPhone. How did that happen? What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Abraham and Lot happened. Abraham and Lot, multi-billionaires, they were traveling together. Abraham was Lot's uncle. To give you just a short story, they parted ways because their, their, their corporation was so huge. They split the assets up and Abraham, man of faith, <laughs> Abraham gave Lot first choice. Lot, you can either go this way or that way. Lot looks at the kind of ugly land. And, and Lot looked that way. He's like, man, I don't want to go there. He's thinking to himself. So he looked at some other land, some beautiful land, and he saw in the distance the, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah, wickedness on steroids. Man, the places were crazy. So, so the Bible says that Lot chose the beautiful area on the outskirts of Sodom and Gomorrah. So, so, so now we see Satan's strategy. It's right here in Genesis 13, verse 12. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. And as you keep reading, one day you'll find that Lot and his family were living in Sodom, and then we see that Sodom is living in them. I'll, I'll, ju I'll just get near Sodom. I'll just kind of hang out on the outskirts. I'll, I'll just kind of be right there on the edge and the ledge, inch by inch, little by little, Lot moved into Sodom and Sodom moved into Lot. That's why we're in the condition that we're in today. We're on the freeway of sexual sin. It gets deeper and darker and more diabolical. Proverbs 27, 20. Death and destruction are never satisfied, and neither are the eyes of man. It always screams for more and more and more. It, it overpromises and underdelivers. And in our freedom to have this sexual liberation, we move into enslavement. It's, 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 it's ironic. The devil goes, hey, what happens here stays here. And we go for it. We move in to Las Vegas. And then in our search for the sexual hit and, and the thrills and the chills of this and that, we find ourselves incarcerated by lust. Again, we're in a battle. We're warriors. And whenever you fight a battle, what happens? You, you dominate, you incarcerate, you got to take captive people. You capture people in battle, and then you infiltrate. You take hell by the square foot. And guys, we're warriors. And, 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 and how many coaches have said this before? How many coaches have said, you know, games are won by defense. You know, I played a lot of sports, and that's partly true. That's a good coach's line. Defense is the key. Yeah, it's half the game, but man, you better put the ball through the hoop. You better score some touchdowns. You better put the puck in the net. How about offense, coach? How about some offensive energy? Satan's about offensive energy. First Peter 5, 8, he roams around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. John chapter 10, 10, Jesus gives us Satan's strategy against your life and my life. The thief comes only to do what? SKD, steal, 
kill, and destroy. And he says, I'm gonna steal from you, and I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna destroy your life, and your marriage, and your family, and your money, because here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell you time and time again, what happens here stays here. Everything's cool. Everything's compartmentalized. Everything's in a neat little package. You just stay there. Everything will be fine. What you do there will not affect who you are here. So my challenge to all of you, men, women, students, whoever, my challenge for you is to develop a sexual strategy. The devil has one. We need to have one. If I walked up to you and if I said, okay, what's your sexual strategy? Could you give me your sexual strategy? I have one. Lisa has one. A lot of other people have sexual strategies because if we're going to win and act like victors and not victims, if we're going to really have the the confidence of winners and, and take hell by the square footage, if we're going to dominate and incarcerate and infiltrate this whole thing, we've got to have a sexual strategy. We've got to be defensive and offensive. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 tells us, it says, take every thought and make it captive and make it obedient to Christ. Again, I'm a warrior and I take captive every thought. You're going to have sexual thoughts. You're going to have leadings to go to Las Vegas. I do and you do. We either are going to be led to Las Vegas and listen to the lies, what happens here stays here, or we allow the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God to lead us into God's desire for the situation. But having a thought, whoa, man, I had had a sexual thought. That's not the sin. It's what you do with it. We either are going to be led to Las Vegas and listen to the lies, what happens here stays here, or we allow the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God, to lead us into God's desire for the situation. But having a thought, whoa, man, I had had a sexual thought. That's not the sin. It's what you do with it. Have a filter on your computer. Also, too, don't have any of the movie channels. Whenever I go over to someone's house and see they have movie channels, I know that guy's lusting. But people say, well, I like the other movies. <laughs> are you, are you, uh, come on now. I know you're joking. Yeah, you might like the other movies, but I know what comes on at night at Hell's Box, I mean, Home's Box Office, Home Box Office. Yeah, I know what comes on at night at uh, Cinemax. Take them out. The temptation is too great. Again, if, if, if you want the best, guys, do you, do you want to fight? I mean, do, do you want to battle? You, you, you're going to tell me you're going to live vicariously through Tony Romo and Terrell Owens and Chuck Liddell and, 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 and you know, this new James Bond cat? That's, that's the deal. That's the fight. Wow. I mean, that's great to, to see that and to live through that and get to inspire, get inspired by the big, you know, athletes and, and actors, but there's more. There is more. 
Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to step outside of your comfort zone and help to build the only thing Jesus ever established, the local church. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues the series, Leaving Las Vegas, with a message called Toilet Water. We'll discover how we can quench our desire using the living water that only God provides and avoid things that cause destruction. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.